This is the Self-Help Place podcast, the show that provides real self-help for everyone. Created and hosted by Dan Dyson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Self-Help Place podcast. If you are a frequent listener, then welcome back. This is episode 24, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about social media, and more specifically, what happens when it all gets a bit much, and what we can do about it. So, back again is my regular podcast guest, Dave Norris. Dave, how are you this fine day? I'm so happy to be back. Yes, <laughs> good, so man. It's been it's a while. Been so, so, it's been so, so long. And you say lovely day. I mean, we don't live near each other. It's absolutely chucking it down outside where I am. Oh, is I don't it? know what the way. It's absolutely hammering it down. So it's not as fun. But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. We had some really good, uh, you know, summer days recently. So I don't, I don't mind too much. Yes. It's been very, very warm, actually. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago, or last week at least, it was the really, really warm summer days. But the problem is, Ooh. in England especially, there's that hu- horrible humidity that comes with it. And all people in England always complain about the weather, but honestly, it's the humidity that gets us. It's a weird yeah. heat. And I've been to like Thailand and stuff, and it's not as... it's Yeah, it's horrible, but it's not as weird as England. It just kind of sticks to you in England. It's weird, so... Oh man, I don't. I love the heat. I'm I'm dying to move somewhere hot. I want to live in a hot country. I yeah yeah. I don't like me, the mildness, you know. Yeah, it's it's for me. It's it's. I like dry heat. Like I used to live in Saudi oh, Arabia, yeah. and I visited Texas last year, and I did uh, Marrakesh, and the nice dry heat where like it doesn't. You're not. You like you're in a nice little warm oven, but not in an unbearable way. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you on, on that one. Right, so I'll start off today um, with telling you, telling everybody that for the first time ever, I actually had to take a break from social media a couple of weeks ago. So as we know, there is, at the time of recording, which is in the UK, it's 2020, we're just coming out of the, well, we're just starting to kind of come out the lockdown here in the UK, 1st of July. Um a lot is going on a lot is going on and i don't even need to go into the details of what's going on and not only is there a pandemic there are protests and there's awful things happening and it just doesn't seem to end at the moment and there was a there was a day a couple of weeks ago where i was just browsing through because sometimes on facebook when you swipe to the right of your main news feed you can see like videos Every single video was some violent fight or some kind of violence or some really bad news. And, of course, the the issues that were portrayed were very, very important issues. Do not get me wrong. But for a few days, it was just constant streams of violence. It just didn't end. There was nothing to break it. Usually there's like a thing to break it. And when you see something, a serious subject, it makes you think and makes you consider. But this was nonstop. And it got to the point where I could no longer like really appreciate what the video was trying to portray. All I saw was violence. And it just got to me more and more and more. And And there was a point a couple of weeks ago where I just felt depressed all day just from viewing these videos. And it was almost like a weird addiction to keep watching them. And I, I don't know what it was, I don't know what got into me, but I just couldn't stop flicking through these horrid videos and just seeing how one got worse than the other. So I made a decision that for a day or two at least, just give it a go, that especially first thing in the morning, as soon as I wake up, to not check my phone at all, turn my alarm off, put my phone somewhere or in a pocket as I get up and not check it until I've got up, I've had breakfast, I've got a coffee, I've sat down, 
Then I checked messages and it made a whole world of difference. And even when I saw those videos again, because they don't escape on Facebook, it, I was able to just kind of handle it a bit better. So I think um, a lot of today will be discussing like really taking breaks from it. We've done a couple of social media parts on the, on this podcast, and uh, I see a lot of people listening to those episodes. Well, I thought I would do one about it all getting a bit too much. So Dave, just over to you. Have you ever had moments when you just you just feel depressed from all the things you're seeing on social media, and you just feel you just need to not look at it anymore? Interestingly, I'm going through one of those right now, and oh, right. it was really interesting. I was actually going to ask you, I. I can't believe, I mean, you started telling me before we started recording, but I wanted you to tell me on here. Yes. This is your first time, like, taking a break from it? Is that right? Yes, ever. So, yeah. so what was, how did you figure it out that, that that is what was happening? It was the the exposure to this that was doing it, or were you quite aware that it was happening the whole time anyway? I think, um, well, I I do regular meditations, so I am always have a sense of awareness about what's going on inside my head and with, with my body and things like that. So I was able to pick up on things slowly as they were happening, but the main indicator was that nothing else in my life was really happening. Nothing was changing. There was no bad news, bad news personally to me. And, and again, that's not in any disrespectful, entitled way. It was just, I was very, very lucky that during this horrible time, nothing bad was happening to me. I live in a very small village in the English countryside where nothing really happens at all. And it is quite a contrast to see everything on the news, everything on social media, and then there's just peace and quiet outside. So I knew there was no outside influence really affecting me, but it was usually usually straight after like late at night before going to bed I just view these videos and on instantly my mood would change. So I, it was it was very recognizable because there was a shift in mood as soon as I started going on my phone. But it I think the weirdest part was that the, the moment I realized I needed a break was not necessarily when I was feeling depressed about everything. I just thought, oh, well, maybe this, that, and the other. It was the fact that I couldn't stop looking at my phone, even though it was making me feel that way. And it was almost like a drug. It was almost like I was getting addicted to this. And I'm not in any way, I do not wish any harm upon anybody. But for some reason, I couldn't stop watching these videos. Like I was like, oh, okay, there's another fight going on. There's this going on. There's that. And it, it just got strangely addictive. And I just thought this, this, you know, and this might come from my own knowledge and what I've seen before in my life experience. But you know, it's not good when you can't help but go and watch that. So I thought, right, tomorrow morning, that's it not watching that. And honestly, that's all it took is making that solid decision to say no. Wow. Yeah, that's, well, that's, I mean, that's great on your part to be able to, to realize fairly quickly what it was and identify potential future problems. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I mean, yeah, it's hard. So to, to go back to where I'm at at the moment, I, I frequently will delete social media off my phone. I, I mean, I'm talking two or three times a month. Yes. And it's like, I'm kind of like dipping my foot in. Because one of the reasons I do want to be on social media is the music stuff, right? As you know, like I do music and a lot of my friends do music and I want to keep up with that. I do genuinely want to keep up with my friends. Yes. But recently, people have really not shown a great side of themselves and they've done it with the best intentions yes. and 
that has been driving me up the wall. Absolutely driving me up the wall. Now, now it's interesting. You said it, it was the videos that did it to you. I, mm. I, I can, I can handle that. Right. I can, I can handle that. I understand, and I, and by, and by that, I mean I don't. Again, don't justify it. It's, it's horrible. What is happening? Right. Yes. But I can handle that. What I cannot handle is rampant speculation and virtue signaling. That is driving me up the wall. Okay. And w- what I mean is that, that there is an incredible, in- incredible amount of people who cannot comprehend why someone might have a different opinion to them and immediately label them as whatever, you know, like a mm. racist or, you know, a, a, an alt-right or a Nazi, and they may well be those things. But I think when you start going down this avenue of name-calling and, like, virtue signaling, you kind of, you're not helping. And yes. the only thing you're doing is you're satisfying your own urges to prove to other people how in the right you are, and I cannot deal with that. And there's a lot of people right now that I know that are guilty of this, and I, I don't even, I just, I can't deal with it. I can't, I can't deal with that. It's like people I know are behaving like children. And that's what's, it's upsetting. That's as upsetting as, oh, for sure. As the whole lockdown, you know? And and I think a lot of it is boredom because one of the things that's happened in this lockdown, I think a lot of people are just going to start raving mad because there's no stimulus from the outside world. So everybody's living on their phones. I mean, everybody was before, but now, oh man, chuck 12 weeks of lockdown on someone and see how they behave. You know, it's quite interesting what's happening psychologically. Yeah, and it's that's, a little um... scary. That's like, it's cabin fever, isn't it? I mean, I actually saw, oh, yeah. and I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I actually saw a report, a, psycho, uh, a psychological report about crew members being on ships. Now, I myself worked on cruise, I worked on one cruise ship for eight months, and it was a it was a thing that you had to go outside you had to get off the ship every now and again but the problem is if you you would you could easily go a week or two or, or you could go the whole time staying in your tiny little cramped cabin room for the whole time now there's this weird thing in our brain that even though you're kind of aware that you're on a cruise ship and you know you're going to go to land soon that you just knew that you were stuck in this place and you couldn't really get out for a while and Mm. what it does it amplifies emotions and thoughts and it makes bigger deals out of things than you would otherwise take when if you were on land or something and i feel the and what you just mentioned dave i feel the exact same things happening in the lockdown like you said people are bored but not only that everything's being amplified they can't go anywhere they're trapped they need something to put energy into and as a result, unconsciously, their emotions are five times worse than they are. And again, this is, I'll say this many times to the podcast, this is not disrespecting or taking away the fact from any important issues, because they are very important. But it's the emotional regulation. And I've seen it as well, Dave, so I totally appreciate what you're saying. I feel like a, there's a lot of emotional dysregulation to the point where it's going too far. You know, the point is being buried underneath this emotion and uh, people are just going too far with it. So I see that and I feel, I feel it's just a bit of a bit of cabin fever, really. 
Yeah, and and it's a shame because you would hope there would be more people. Now, actually, before before I finish what I'm going to say, I do think it's a minority. Yes. The people who I see behaving this way, I already kind of knew they were that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and they already, before this, sometimes rubbed me up the wrong way. They were a little self-righteous to begin with. Yes. You know what I mean? You know those kind yes. of people I mean? I know, and yeah, I know. I, I, and I don't think they're wrong. I want to be very clear. I do not think they're wrong. I think the points there are, I think, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I think what they're trying to say and they're coming from is, is good and they're coming from a good place. Yes. However, yes. and this is a big however, you must conduct yourself well and you must be coherent. You cannot just slide into this mess of calling people out. What are we doing, man? Yes. What yeah. is happening? Mm-hmm. As if it's helping and it's not. The discussion is lost now. You know, and it's almost become rudderless. It's this rudderless energy. It's like a boat without a direction. The fans are going to spin in whichever direction the point that the boat is pointing, it's just going to go. Yeah. So it's a little bit unhealthy. And for me, it lacks responsibility. And I see a lot of that. And I've seen it take many, many forms recently. And I, it's really quite interesting. Uh, there's one person in particular. Now, I'm not going to name them. She went on a retreat. Um, and kind of ran away from her life, which is fine. We've all done it, you know. Um, and she's gone to, um, I don't even want to name the country. She's gone to a tropical country. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. And it was, you know, it's one of these really kind of spiritual kind of retreats. Uh, you know, one of these places I'm going to go find myself sort of thing. And that I I appreciate. I really do. Um, so unfortunately, she she's been stuck there right? And one of the things I've started to see happen is her just saying crazy, crazy things. And I don't mean politically. I mean, just in her own specific situation. So she is living in this country and saying, we should adopt their way of life. We should live more like them. And, oh, this is so good, and I'm finding myself, and I'm so happy. And there's so many contradictions. First of all, if someone's really happy, they don't tell you on social media all the bloody time that they're happy. Mm -hmm. That doesn't strike me as someone who is happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I automatically worry about people who post too much. Have we talked about this before? We might have mentioned it a few times, but again, these are points that need to be reiterated over and over again, because I think, Mm. honestly, it has the most benefit. So, yeah, carry on with that. So, anyone who's... I mean, mean multiple times per day. Now, for someone who is going out and finding themselves, I find it quite interesting that they feel the need to tell everybody else how good they have it and how much they found themselves and how happy they are. I find that rather interesting. ironic, isn't it, really? Because if you think about it... One of our episodes on social media was about kayfabe, which is this kind of in-joke that everyone's in on but doesn't admit openly, like World Wrestling Federation, like World of Wrestling. And, you know, she's trying to find herself, but at the same time, she's feeding this kayfabe of social media, this, oh, look, I am happy, I am this. And it's almost like... And yeah, to be honest, you could tell the truth on any social status. I mean, at the end of the day, what is social media? It's just a, a text 
press enter and you're just portraying yeah. your thoughts. But I know what you're saying. It's you, you know, someone who's truly happy in finding themselves in social media multiple times a day. Now I have been on spiritual meditation retreats. No phones are allowed. There is mm. no there's no phones yeah. there's no internet there's no nothing there is you are cold turkey by yourself 24 7 per day that is a retreat and the one that i went on is pretty hardcore and i'm not disrespecting uh this person for Absolutely doing that and i totally agree with you there mm. but yeah I, I feel like if she were to come off social media and take a break from it she would have far more benefits in finding herself than the other scenario but that's my point. Yes. And, and as well, I knew that there were problems beforehand. I, you know, some I've been told that she's been said, you know, oh, I don't think I could ever come back and live in England. But it's like, well, ha- hang on. Now, the country she's visiting is yeah. a particularly poverty-stricken nation, right? Okay. Where a lot of people die. So I don't understand what it is she's saying. She's saying right. we should live like, like, what do you mean? They die of the curable diseases and they die of starvation and they die because they, they do a terrible job of separating their poo water from the drinking water. Right. So what exactly is it about life here that is so bad? When you think about it, modern humans have never lived better than we're currently living. Yes, there is lots of like societal problems happening, right? Yes. But I mean... The access to medicine we have, we, we, you know, we can get houses. Yes, there's a problem with housing, but we have it way more than they do, right? Than this other country and this other nation. We have 4G everywhere. You yeah. can go on the internet wherever you like. You know, we, we, have, we have money to, to spend with friends and whatever we want to do. We have opportunities to pursue interests and pursue education to a high standard. We have opportunities for job. We're one of the most connected countries in the UK. And I just find it crazy, you know? And, and, and if it's like, oh, well, I can't deal with the stress of the life. It's like, well, that's your life. That's no one else's life. That was yours to kind of manage. Yes. So to, to blame the country and the people in it is mental. In my opinion, I mean, I could be wrong. We're getting way off topic. I'll bring it back. No, I, I actually want but, to say something on that. Um, yeah, I, on. On, on, your perspe- on on that perspective, I think what, my opinion on what you're saying is this. I think there is a big difference between someone who is just a little bit tired of how things are being run and social media and everything that it, and it is hard you know modern society can be difficult with a lot being hit at us and it is very normal to of want course. to take a break and everyone has those moments where there's just been there's too much and you just want to you do want to escape it's escapism it's a mind's kind of one of the mind's healthy ways of dealing with the stress you're dealing with uh there's a mm. difference between someone who genuinely wants to live a life of simple things like you, you get you get people who you know move to a different country or they go to like a farming community and they give up phones and everything like that and they actually live self-sustaining and it's something they genuinely want to do in a decision in themselves they want to do and they live the rest of their lives like that and that is absolutely fine but there's a difference between that and someone who's just a bit tired of the modern world goes to a different country posts about it and doesn't really think it through. And and like you said, Dave, you notice it with people before they go. You see the trait in them and you say, 
Mm. And even if you were, like, if I were to give you a person's traits and say, well, if this person went to this country and did this, what do you think the outcome would be? And you'd probably go, that wouldn't be good because those traits would come back to them and give it time. Sadly, and my opinion on that is this person you're talking about will stay there for a while, but then after months and months do add up. And if they spend months there, very slowly... Thing, the the veil starts to lift and you, they really start to see why you know what you're saying why they they start to appreciate the country they came from and it's it is sad that we still have poverty stricken areas in 2020 and that is a whole different topic however i understand what you're saying yes there mm. are there probably of course in these areas where there isn't as much modern technology or health, access to healthcare of course they'll always you'll always see benefits of being out of this social media craze and all this constant constant modern life being thrown at them but it'll, it it's only a matter of time i think for your person to really realize oh they don't have this or that, or they come into a medical problem and they can't get the access to healthcare they need, like you said, or they, like things, things do happen. And it takes, sometimes you don't see those things until you've been there a while. It's almost like a relationship or it's like a mm-hmm. spending time with someone. You like them at first, but then over time you just start to notice things and you go, that's not good. And I think, sadly, you're, you're, the person you're talking about may realise these and hopefully they don't realise that too late. And, you know, if they're stuck there because of the pandemic, that's that's not that's not a great thing to be stuck anywhere, to be honest. But, um, I mean, I, I wish that person the best. Yeah, but she she's proclaiming it's a good thing. At that's the, the moment. The fucking mental at the moment. Thing. Sorry, sorry. No, no, language. that's fine. Yes, yes, at the moment. That's yeah. a, My point is, yeah. I get really sorry. I get really irate about this, and I'm, it's something I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about. I don't know why I'm so passionate about it, but I just I don't know. There's something about it that kind of drives me. To, I I think I have several friends that are this way, and it's it's starting to appear more and more. And every time I see it, it gets more and yes, more sad. It's a frustration because I I know I know when these people when they're going through this, I know the circumstances before it, and it's not good, and that's what's scary. Yes. So I, I, I have another friend and he has gone full swing to the left. He is like 5G causes coronavirus and vaccines cause. He is right. fully gone. He's gone, man. And he he's just not doing anything. He's just not doing anything. And one, one of the things I realized, have you, have you ever watched, um, there's a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's called Behind the Curve. And it's about the flat earthers. I've heard of that, yes, actually. Um, I've not seen it, but I've definitely seen it on there a couple of times. Right. Watch it. It's so interesting. They okay. are a group of people who feel like they don't belong. That is the, the main thing. They, they do not feel... They, they feel out of place in society. So they start a club just to feel some togetherness. They clearly love spending time with each other and talking about this thing. It's almost like they don't really believe it. It's like they have to believe it. And what happened with my friend is he's just his life wasn't really going anywhere. And I, I don't mean that like, sure, you measured your success however you want, but he wasn't, nothing was really happening. And then it kind of got, oh, I'm spiritual, like, and then ended up down this road. And for me, what my takeaway was, you're putting the blame for how your life's going on everything else and you're mm-hmm. looking for reasons why it is. 
And then you find other people that feel the same way and they believe something like the earth is flat or um, vaccines cause autism or 5G is causing coronavirus. And then you go, you're right, because these people are oppressing me. Yes. They must be the ones in the wrong. They're the ones making my life bad. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they have to hold on to these ideas. They they have attached their it's identity politics, you know, like they've attached who they are to this belief system, which is so firstly sad, and secondly dangerous. Because yeah. if you've attached your own identity to an idea, how are you ever meant to let go of, of the idea if it's wrong? Yes. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get it. I think you're the theme here, I think, is, and as obscure as it sounds at first, and it's something I've mentioned many times, the the dangers of not being completely honest and facing yourself. And it is very, very hard to do if it's not something you've done a lot. Now, if you're listening to this at this present present moment and you identify with you know, what we've been talking about, you know, if you if you find yourself in escapism, going through escapism and posting how good life is on the other side and the grass is greener, or yeah, you're posting multiple times a day, or you are holding some pretty extreme views. And um, I, th- I think, so I'm going to start that again. So if you are, <laughs> if you identify... <laughs> Uh, with anyone we've been talking about so far, that's okay. But what mm. we're saying here is there is a th- current ongoing theme in our current conversation that it's people, as Dave, as you completely rightly said earlier, it's when you shift the blame, sometimes unconsciously, on other things or you put yourself in a far way more different situation just to deal with what you're going through and you mentioned two people the per- the person who went to this spiritual retreat in a tropical country that's one thing and again retreats are fine but they have to come from a place of facing yourself and self-honesty and then i i've noticed some people taking some very very extreme views and again who knows i might be wrong but like you said you see through it you see it as it's not because they actually have these views but they're clinging onto the ideas because these are big think about it these are very attractive blame things you know if to blame that 5g is the cause of all these problems or this particular thing and there might be you might actually have not seen any evidence to suggest that this particular government is doing things wrong or this particular system is doing things wrong, but you it's an easy blame, isn't it? And I think I noticed as I've grown older, a lot of people, like you said, Dave, take blame on things just because that's how they deal with the problems they're facing. And Dave, I think the very first episode I ever had you on the show with, and you said something which has kind of resonated with me ever since, I'm sorry that that's how you deal with your problems. And I don't even main, remember saying again, that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, it's. Um, I, I thought I'd reiterate that because that again, it's something I want to reiterate time and time and time again for these podcast episodes. There is nothing, nothing as sobering as self honesty and just facing yourself, and it's hard to do, uh, especially because you've got to you've got to 
pinprick that that ego. Mm-hmm. You've got to deflate it completely. And it's hard when you first face yourself. You will think, "Oh, I'm such a loser." Actually, now I'm doing this and that and the other. But that will go away. Yes. And then you you'll start again with this foundation, and it will be real. You will be you'll begin to track attract people that actually like you for you and not just sharing views that you've taken up to deal with your problems. You're starting to build yourself from the ground up. And if you're listening, why? what's this got to do with social media being too much? This is what social media can do. It can infect you to the point, if you're not careful and not on guard with yourself, it can infect you to the point where you start taking on these things or start getting these little addictions. These are all mini addictions. Mm-hmm. I've learned recently that anxiety is actually a mini addiction. It's an addiction to a feeling of relief. And it's something, there's a reason why they do similar therapies to drug addiction than they do to anxiety. And it's not to say anyone who suffers anxiety is like some addict or that taboo, because, you know, I suffer from anxiety and I have fully acknowledged it's an addiction to the feelings of being okay and the feelings of certainty. We all have these many, many addictions, but if we let them go unhinged, like if we watch too much social media, we take extreme views, we start doing these, you know, out of the ordinary things, just to get some escapism, it can have some dangerous consequences. 100%. And uh, I don't even know, man. It's, 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 been a, it's been a weird one. And one thing I want to say off of that is with this idea of like taking extreme views and then mm. kind of mel- welding it to your personality and then putting that on, on social media, the, the, the problem is... One of the problems I find is social media is great for propelling these crazy things forward. And that is what is dangerous. Because if it was just one person thinking that in their living room, we'd be all right. But imagine, I mean, this is worst case scenario. So so one of these people I talked about, they post something about how life sucks and it's not your fault. It's this person's fault. And then 10 other people see it who are in a bad way. You know what yes. I mean? And then those people do it and then they share ideas and then it just spreads and spread. And then the other thing you do, then you surrounded yourself with people who think exactly the same thing that you do all the time. Yes, an, it reinforces it. Exactly. And not only that, and the more you click it, the more you do it. We all do it. When you watch YouTube, you watch one YouTube video you don't like, your feed is forever filled with a video that is like that. And it yep. just keeps coming back. And this out al- and this algorithm is dangerous, man. It is crazy. Yes. And we're addicted to outrage. We are addicted to it. There are times to be outraged and there are ways to deal with it. But we have neglected this, I think, really severely over the last kind of couple months. Now, just let me clarify my position here. What's happened in terms of protests, the events that have triggered this, is shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Agreed. It's horrific. I would never, ever suggest that it was anything but. However, right, if we are going to move forward to better ourselves and to better the world we live in for our children and our children's children, we need to stop behaving like children. It is obscene. Now, I don't mean don't go out and protest. That is not what I mean. I don't even mean don't post so, something on social media. Do it. 
if you want to raise awareness for a cause you believe in, I am with you 100%, right? If, especially if it's for someone who is your brother. We are all human beings here, right? If you are supporting someone who was unjustly murdered or unjustly put in prison or anything like that, I am for you. However, attacking the other side because you disagree with them is reprehensible and it does not make you a good person. It does not make you a good person to call out the bad guys. Do not play them at their game. This is ridiculous. So we all saw the anti-protest protests. Yes. Stop sharing the videos. Stop it. Stop sharing it. (laughs) Stop it. The more we get outraged, the more they get off on it. Stop doing it. You want these... Excuse my language. You want these fucks to go away? You stop sharing their stupid videos. You stop saying, look how bad they are. Because every time you share that on Facebook and say, look at these dickheads, it propels it forward. Hate creates hate creates hate. It has to stop. It has to stop. We will never get better if we keep going along like this. There, there is a, a, yes. a severe lack of critical observation and thinking. And that's such a shame because there's stuff that needs to change drastically. And I just wish people just think for two seconds before you post something. I, I really do believe you should... No, no, I'm going to start again. I really do believe, in essence, we're all the same. Everyone's the same. But we all come from different places. So I, I'm an identical twin. You know this, right? Yeah. I'm an identical twin brother. Now, that is as close as two human beings could ever be with each other, right? Yeah. Me and my brother could not be more different personality-wise. We have lived the closest two human beings could possibly live without being clones, but we're still vastly different people with differing opinions. So what does that tell you? Our experience of life is different. So if you treat everybody as if it's you in a different set of shoes, we might get somewhere. Yeah. They, the, those points are pretty much the essence of what people need to hear. Mm. So what I'd like to, I, what I'd like to do with exactly what everything you've just said is you you've made the point that things what we're doing now is not working and it's very very easy like you said Dave to to share something mm-hmm. and share your outrage but what we tend to forget is how public everything is and how much things accumulate we very very often underestimate the power of what we share and you know you might have a post where like you might have had like 10 people like it or 20 people like it but the amount of people who saw that post and have been affected by that post and not even liked it or anything it's way higher means you can never be aware of what you do affects it and again i think if i were to if i were to put dave's point into one thing is your actions your speech they whatever you do multiplies and again, it's it's even ta- taught by a- ancient sages. It's in in religions as well. Is when you do any action, you are more likely to do that action again in the future, whether it's good or bad. So, it's it, it all starts with awareness. 
Mm-hmm. And Dave, what you're saying is, is is true. And what's happening is pe- the people who you know people who are sharing these or doing these outrageous things are actually in any other circumstance perfectly ordinary people, even decent people. But again, it's and a lot of it to do without going too deep into it here is a lot of it is group mentality group psychology mm-hmm. and in, in psychology there is something called social categorization where and even within the most minor of differences you could take two groups of people together you could give all of the left or one group red handkerchiefs and all of another group white handkerchiefs and make them compete for limited resources they will compete and they will always see the other group as inferior to theirs that is sadly human psychology and there is if you want to look into that in more detail there is the robbers cave experiments in the 50s the stanford prison experiments oh, yeah. which was also which is in the 70s as well that basically proves that one and that was about conformity to roles i mean it yeah. was you know not to go into too much into it but the the actual parameters and ethics of that um, experiment I don't particularly agree with and neither do a lot of other people. But uh, to get to my main point, it's we have to be aware of what we're doing. And we're still in early days of social media and its effects. And it's very easy to be outraged by something or to, again, to see someone with a different opinion. What happens in your own head? If, if, you, if someone goes, no, I don't agree with you, I think this, if you're not careful, what happens is you go into attack mode because you're trying to defend your position right. because you have clung to your views as part of your ego to the point where you defend it with almost your life. And you have to realize what is the bigger picture? What is the bigger picture? Like you said, Dave, what are we doing? We are going way too far with what, we, you know, the movements that are going right now are actually very good things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's all sorts of going on and it's still going and there's there's multiple things going on right now. But the prop, yeah, and all it takes is a minority of people to ruin the entire movement. Like, for example, I thought the other day, when you think about veganism, what's the first thing you picture? I'll tell you the first thing I picture. I picture heavily strong, opinionated people. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Veganism is a very good movement, and I totally agree with the ethics. As much as I'm not a vegan myself, I do totally agree with the movement. However... You notice there's a minority of people who are trying to force their opinions on others, and that sadly ruins it. And and again, it's a very human thing where we see that outrage. Like you say, we're addicted to outrage. Any outrageous behavior by a minority in a group, we like to put the taboo and the the blame on that group. 100%. And it just... Yeah, it starts all... And it's, it's recycled and recycled. So let's talk about now how... What specifically you think we can do? And I ask you, Dave, what do you think people, where do you think people should start? So let's say a listener's listening to this and is doing everything you'll say they're doing. They, you know, they're sharing these views, they're attacking people on Facebook for having different opinions on them. What would you say to them if they came to you and said, I don't like what I'm doing, I would like to change this? What would you say in response to them? Oh, hard one. Um, <laughs> if, I, I would honestly say, first thing, we'll delete these apps. You will be, right. you'll feel weird for like a day, maybe two, but pretty soon afterwards, you 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 just feel lighter. That's the only way I can describe it. Like you feel lighter. It's like you've unburdened yourself. You've uncoupled yourself from it. You've let it go. And then once yes. you've done that and you've unburdened it, unburdened your mind, you can more clearly assess what it is you're feeling, and then take actions on it. 
You know, yeah. so, okay, so what, one of these, um, I know this isn't really to do with social media, but I always think it's really interesting the relationship people have with their phones and technology in relationship, so that coupled with their real lives. So uh, I, I've been doing a lot of running. I've mentioned this numerous times on the podcast, and I will not stop because I'm better than you. No, I'm kidding. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't run with my phone, and I used to, and then I stopped, and then I ran better. And I've always wondered why. And ultimately what it was, was I was listening to music. Now, you cannot right. create a perfect playlist for running. It doesn't exist because every song is a slightly different tempo. You can have songs that are a similar tempo, but they mostly are different. And what I found was when I was running with the music... I would run at the tempo the music was at or try to. And then if I failed, it would feel really off. You know, it's like, imagine, Dan, I'm going to tell you, like when we have a band practice, I'm going to tell you to play out of time. How hard would that be for you? <laughs> That'd be really hard. So what I did, yeah. I did a run without music and I set the tempo to what I needed it to be. And I've never ran better mm -hmm. in my life. And I think that's really powerful. I think this is exactly the same with social media. How do you know what you think and how do you feel about something when everybody else is telling you how they feel about something? How are you even meant to assess your own thoughts if everybody's exactly. shouting all these different opinions and then you're just getting mad? You're not getting educated. You're not being enlightened. You're getting mad. You're getting lost. We're all in this... Absolute swamp of opinions and facts and people's opinions on facts. When did that become a thing? Facts are fact. Can we stop this? Yeah. So that would be my first thing because then, like with the running, set your own rhythm. Don't let other people dictate your own rhythm. That would be yes. that would be my kind of advice there. Yes, very good. And, and actually, I'm going to go straight off that because that is a very very well laid out point. So. Um, to start in, in starting in conclusion of this of today's episode, it's more about again we're going we're going to discuss like how we can tackle that because again, you might be listening to this thinking I do all of this you know I I, I am doing that and hopefully um, there's a bit more of an awareness about what it can do um, in the long term and it is absolutely not the end of the world and it, honestly sometimes it just takes a moment to change that and and if if you are passionate about issues, like Dave said, there is a way to deal with those issues. I always used to think, whenever I used to hear strong opinions, I think, so how come you're not in going for government or why are you not going to the United Nations and protesting for that? And again, sometimes it's just because people do like to complain and that becomes a habit. Again, what you do multiplies. So on the subject of social media, it can get very, very addictive. So I'm going to just discuss with you really quickly some of the uh, the warning signs uh, of smartphone or internet overuse in general. Mm -hmm. And I'll discuss a few, a few of these. One of them is isolation from family and friends. It's a big one. And I d it doesn't necessarily have to be not talking to friends. I think it can also mean falling out with friends due to irritableness. That is, a, that is for me... That's the first sign I'm I'm overdoing it with screens and internet and what I'm doing. It's quite big irritability. And your social life suffers. 
you can lose track of being said because you're checking your phone a lot. You're checking social media. Oh, and man, that your one mind... is the worst. I was doing that recently. I met up with some friends. And yeah. I couldn't stop checking my phone. And I got half an, half an hour in. And every time I checked my phone, I would completely lose my place in the conversation and just yep. suck me out of that conversation. It's the worst. And I was like, why am I doing this? This is so, so silly. These are my close friends. And I'm treating them like shit. You know, it's just, it's disrespectful to you. It's disrespectful to them. Yeah. And it's weird. You kind of wake up and realize that, don't you? You kind of wake up. It's like waking up from a dream. 10 minutes it's the looking. weirdest thing. It is. It is. And that is, that is, it's very, very common to do that. And it's, that is a very basic human thing. We get lost in our own thoughts and then we get lost in social media. We get lost in our phone. And I do it as well. Like we, it's, it's a modern thing we have to tackle. But again, it's a, it starts with awareness of that. Like they say, we're dieting. The best diet technique is actually not to go cold turkey. It's just to simply for one week, just track everything you eat because mm. what don't change anything just track it because what that does it just makes you aware of what you're eating and you go oh my days i'm eating that or I, oh and do that and that's the first sign you have to develop that awareness of what you're doing and it start that is one of the things you do so um also a big t- on that topic sometimes it can be concealing your smartphone use so Sometimes when you you know you're not really supposed to be on it, you're supposed to be listening to someone. Sometimes I might put my phone just down by my side and check something, and that's not a good sign either. You sometimes or sneak off to a quiet place to use your phone, and you know sometimes sometimes the difference between that and that there's sometimes you might have an urgent matter to attend to. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you can't help but just look at it. Um, it can also be a fear of missing out, FOMO, as we all know it as. Mm. And that's also part of the concealing smartphone use. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I feel like I'm missing out on this. And also, have you ever been to a place and think, I forgot my phone, I can't, and I can't really leave without it, not because of emergencies in case you need it, but because it's a weird kind of anxiety that runs down you. Mm-hmm. That oh the battery's gonna go or this is gonna crash and you feel those phantom vibrations you know and you feel like your pockets vibrated oh, and you oh, feel yeah. and your phone's not even in your pocket oh, that happens to me all the time. What are we doing? What are we doing? Do you, do you, I, I just had a thought there. You should treat yeah. getting your phone out when you're with friends like you would getting out your genitals. Like you wouldn't just get your genitals out and check them, would you? That's but excellent. it's like the same action. That's excellent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because if you did that, everyone would be like, "What are you doing?" Stop putting it away. And we should treat phones like that in a public situation. Go away. If you want to check your genitals, do it in your private time. You know, it's <laughs> literally private time. And, you know, make it a section of your day as opposed to making it your day. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, again, it's about management and that's what it is. And mm-hmm. I think if I've mentioned some of the symptoms of that overuse that we all do, but the dangerous ones to look out for, and this can be withdrawal symptoms as well, is restlessness, irritability, and with restlessness comes difficulty concentrating. So those two, irrit- irritability, mm. watch for your sleep as well. I find actually when I'm getting a bit too much on the social media, my sleep starts to go. I start to get less quality sleep. I feel like I need two oh, it coffees goes in the day. straight out of the window, doesn't it? It's mental. It's so weird. It is. And and also, and don't be alarmed, if you do start to delete apps, or you don't even have to delete apps, if you decide to, if you have the discipline to just be away from social media or from your phone, you will crave it like nothing else, because your brain's so used to that activity and that stimulus, you're not used to it. And that's why they teach you in 
well, going back to like spiritual retreats and meditation retreats in, in the actual ones where they take you away from things, the first three days are horrible because all you're doing is craving food and watching TV and and just laying on a bed because you, you just feel like it and going on your phone all the time because your mind's used to it. But then after that, it subsides and then your mind starts to notice, especially in meditation, your mind starts to notice this peace that comes out of nowhere. And you go... That's actually much better than that hectic craving I've been doing before. And what start, if you, that's why you have to do, you have to take a break from these apps and things long enough because you start to notice, ah, your mind starts to go more towards the things that actually make you peaceful and happy than the things that you think make you peaceful and happy. And that is what it's all about. So it's, it's balance. It's balance. It's watching, watching yourself. It's awareness, watching yourself. When you start to see yourself getting a bit too riled up by social media, watch what you share, watch what you say and things like that. You don't have to be mute. Of course, there are important issues that should be protested, but just as you, mm-hmm. as Dave said, be careful on how you, there is a way to do it that will have benefit. And if you don't know, the question to ask yourself is, am I doing this for me or am I doing it for the cause? That is the t- you absolutely nailed it. I was I was gonna add this on, and thank <laughs> you for saying it. That is absolutely it. Are you doing it to show everyone else how woke and right you are? Or are you doing it to further a cause that benefits other people in a positive way? Exactly. And you might find, and it's actually okay to feel this. You might be you might be in the habit of sharing these things because it makes you feel good, and then you realize you ask yourself that question you realise all this time that you've been doing that just for yourself. And actually, you don't really care about the situation. If you feel that, I will say to you, that's actually okay to feel. That just makes you human. That is something that if we're not, if we're not careful, we can fall into those traps. I've fallen into that trap before. I definitely have. And, you know, I've had to... We have moments where our egos get inflated. We have to put a pinprick through it. And it hurts to deflate an ego. It's not easy, but it's that regulation you can never be unless you're an absolute master and even then that takes decades of training it's very 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 difficult if not impossible to be aware 100 percent of the time the key is that again it's that life is a meditation in meditation you're focusing on a breath or an object it is the point of the meditation is to drift off so you can recognize it and bring your attention back. And the practice of things like meditation is practicing bringing your attention back. So that is how you keep a balanced life. And that is how you avoid things like addictions and you fall into depressions. And particularly with anxiety, with myself, you know, but I'm lucky enough to, maybe I don't really have any biochemical conditions, but I fell into the trap of anxiety because I fell into the trap of reassurance because I wasn't aware of what I was thinking and saying and doing, and I wasn't aware of the consequences and the effects of that. So my concluding point today is awareness. It Honestly, it comes down to awareness ask yourself what you're doing it for don't be afraid to face yourself with absolute honesty it is scary as heck to do that and it's something that I used to lie to myself about things I thought I was this thing or not something but when once you get through that storm of facing yourself and realizing you're actually this and you're not necessarily that 
you actually start to realize once that storm passes it's fine and you have this brand new and not in any kind of far-fetched way you have this brand new sense of wonder about your own life and you start to do stuff that you actually care about and that actually matters to you and that there is no there is no starting path like that and once you've achieved that you're well on your way dave is there any thoughts you'd like to add to that or any other points you want to make yeah, you say all this, but how many followers do you have on Twitter? <laughs> uh? <laughs> no, I, I've I've made all my points, and I think that final point you made is absolutely perfect. I think it's hard. It, it, you know what? It's beyond hard. It's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. It's 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 constantly failing. That's the thing with it. It's constantly failing and admitting you failed and admitting you're not perfect. You know, yeah. and and that's no one wants to do that. You know, so. Yeah, I, I I would I would leave your point as it is. I think that's beautiful. Brilliant. Well, well, there you go. You, you heard it from uh, from me. Here comes my ego flating. I'm just a beautiful speaker. No, I'm just joking. Follow him on Twitter, everyone. Yeah, that's it. Follow me. Get, get me is more it? followers because uh, my, my sense of well-being depends on how many followers I have. Uh, I'm so glad yeah. it doesn't, you know. I'm glad I became aware of that uh, before it happened. I'm very, very grateful of that anyway. But um, anyway, well, thank you very much, uh, very much for listening. Um if you listen to this and you do have something you'd like to add, please let me know. You know, um, this this podcast is on Podbean where you can leave comments. Please let me know what you think. Anything else you want to add and any other points you wish to make, it's something I might pick up on in, in future episodes as well. But Dave, it's been so good to have you back on the podcast, man. Thank you so much for coming back. And I hope to see you more often in the future as well. Absolutely. I'll I'll be back anytime you want me. It's just unfortunate the way the schedules have kind of lined up, but it's been so good to be Oh back. yeah, of course, of course. And that is life, isn't yeah. it? And uh like like That is all. what it is. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Um as usual, these episodes now come out every Saturday. So if you haven't already, subscribe on the website, theselfhelpplace.com. You'll see a bar at the top of the website and also a pop-up on the website where you can enter your email and I'll send these beautiful episodes to you every week. So for the meantime, thank you from me and Dave and bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Please visit the website, theselfhelpplace.com for more information.